0: If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android.
1: Android. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and it's time to get lost and rewound. Wow.
2: This ain't no 100 Bogart, and it ain't no rec room either. This is Fiona's Lair, officially. But in reality, it's just a basement in Park Slope. Uh, Hi, I'm Milan, bringing you Lost and Rewound once again on the one and never lonely Radio Free Brooklyn. We here at RFBR community, and I am forever grateful to have been a part of this community for over four years now, Bringing you an hour of songs, spiels, and all the feels. By way of dissecting a select batch of audio glimpses into our yesteryears. Each and every week, we hope to achieve absolute humility as we connect the dots between then and now. And learn a little bit more about how we got from there to here. And as of a few weeks ago, so I discovered after the fact, it's actually been a total of 200 broadcasts here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. (laughs) Last time we had a show here a couple weeks ago, it was, in fact, our 200th broadcast. Quite an achievement, but I still suck at math. (laughs) Oh, you can listen to that episode entitled Bring Out the Dancing Lobsters, plus several other episodes from the L&R archives over at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash L-A-R. Or you can visit us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you may have found us. I wouldn't know. There's far too much shit going on in the world right now for me to be paying attention to that! Hey, (laughs) Uh, I mentioned we're a community, right? Well, it turns out not everyone has to get along with each other in order for a community to thrive we keep going and it's reassuring to know that there is a significant weight of folks here who are doing the same thing i'm doing at home recording from it on this week of ellen me, rachel and will all had a fantastic time recording a couple weeks ago with another rfb host recording from home himself and he has some music to play for us it's all coming up right now Every Saturday night here with Boy for Star Scene Radio, 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, but more importantly, and most notably, he is the host extraordinaire for one of the best shows here on RFB, without a doubt. Lush Vibes Radio, a music show that airs for two hours every Tuesday night from 11 p.m. to 1
1: a.m. The one, the only, Calvin Williams. Thank you for having me. This um, is exciting. This is very exciting. I'm a big fan of this show. Mike Joseph put me onto the show, and... uh Ever since then, I've been tuned in just about every week into uh, the uh, Audio Madness, which is something I really admire. Ideally, the audio that I would have loved to present to you guys is lost on either a CD or a tape backup Mm. in my dad's basement in Dover, Delaware. I guess this is, looking back, kind of foreshadowing. This is going back more than 20 years, me and my two younger sisters. I have two half sis- two younger half sisters. I would go to my dad's all the time. We would hang out, we are thick as thieves even to this day. But back in the day, we would hang out on my sisters' computers and use their old like dinky computer microphone and we started our own radio station.
2: Wait, it was a little tiny like it's, it it was like the size of your thumb kind of microphone we talking.
1: Yes, one of those like thumb, like literally thumb-sized computer microphones. I should have started a radio <laughs> show with that microphone. Like, just
3: we, to it would have
2: been like like kind of like this the the very like distorted kind of. I'm gonna start a radio show. This will be the Danziger Zone now on computer. <laughs>
1: Me and my sisters kind of had our own Danziger zone. We had a radio station that we started called WCND. Oh, my God. Uh, WCND. It was our initials. Okay. Calvin, okay. Nicole, and Dominique. Good. So <laughs> part of me is hoping that all of those files are lost to time because we <laughs> did shit on our radio station. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of things that we did. It's probably, like, maybe... Uh, two hours worth of stuff that we recorded collectively but it was some of the weirdest most mind-blowingly out there stuff that we could have ever thought of and it really it kind of shows the kind of people we were back then and we still are right now me and my sisters (laughs) when's the last time you heard it (sighs) more than 10 years okay
3: do you do you still do you still remember them with like five like 4k detail shall we say Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to. Can we, have can have we get to. a
0: can we get a reenactment?
1: Yeah, you have to give us one of them. You gotta give. You gotta give us something. Yep. Yeah. We had a news show. It, it was UPN News because we liked UPN for some reason. I don't. Hey. I don't know why. <laughs> Actually, I um, the news theme myself. It was just me beatboxing and like doing a really, really crappy trumpet sound with my voice. <laughs> Yes. yes. That was So good. That was that was the theme. <laughs> I love it. This is UPN News with Sonisha Crackers and Crackle Michael.
3: <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so those good. Were,
1: those were those were the two newscasters. It was me and my sister, <sighs> like just doing like really really out there news stories that didn't make a lick of sense but it was hilarious (laughs) oh wait are we
3: talking like are we are we talking like all that style like tonight if tonight there was a wild tiger on the loose and if you hunted with a fly swatter congratulations you're the dumbest person alive
2: (laughs) i I, I, know your stars i I (laughs) believe your
0: stars no your stars
2: I do believe that uh, all that was children, though, whereas, like, if a UPN newscast actually did happen, it would be adults doing work that children could do much better, <laughs> such as... Climbing into small spaces. Yes. <laughs> That's
3: right, Tom. This new jungle gym is ultra-tight. In fact, I'd grab myself in here and hope to see my children again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, well, give us, a like, a look-see into uh, how this... Played out timeline wise, time timeline timeline. I'm drunk. Timeline. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I wish I was. Um, I wish I was
0: too.
1: You, uh, so that was when you were. How old exactly? You were like 11, right? So, yeah, I was. I was 11. This is going back to like 96, 97. And I'm then sorry, how old were your sister? Yeah, your, your younger sisters were younger. But how, were they? Pretty close so. to together in age. If I was 11. Nicole would've been eight, Dominique would've been seven. So me and my sisters always had a very, very tight bond, even before the radio stuff. Like every time I would come over, we would play, we play Legos, we'd play, oh God, we, oh my God. Oh, you're gonna love this. Uh, we would play with uh, their Barbie dolls and we would play Mari Povich.
3: <laughs>
1: I, love, I love it. That's I had you baby. No, I had yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: so good. I'm surprised we never recorded that because those were freaking hilarious. You are uh, quite an accomplished musician, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, I kind of feel like the radio show, uh, the radio station, probably planted the seed for me wanting to uh, write music. Well, honestly, music is in my blood. My dad, in a past life, was a funk musician who toured for almost 10 years in the 70s.
2: What was the name of the band that he normally toured with or did he tour with multiple artists?
1: He toured with a handful of artists, but his band was called Charisma.
2: What did the gravitas and the status of that band's, uh, what people knew about it, what did it mean to you
1: when you were that age? Like how
2: did it translate to you at that age to know like what your dad
1: had accomplished? Well, my dad really didn't talk too much about the, uh, the music days. Like, he really didn't get into it until like I was, uh, I was much older. I knew that his instruments back then were a uh, saxophone and flute, but he really didn't get into too much of that until like, uh, me and my sisters were, uh, well, at least when I was in my twenties, like, I think my sisters knew a bit more than I did because uh, they grew up with him. So they got to listen to all his old records. He was part of charisma and, uh, another band called uh, Booby Night and the Soul Society, But Charisma was kind of his claim to fame because Charisma became the touring backing band for the main ingredient. So he was actually friends with Cuba Gooding Sr., which is really mind-blowing to think about. (laughs) That is really wild. He was in it. My dad had pretty much given up music for the time that me and my sisters were around. So every now and then, like break out his saxophone and his flute and see if like, He could still suss out a couple of songs, but that was really the extent of it.
0: Why did he quit?
1: The band broke up and he was approaching 30 and realized that we had to get it together. So basically, life happened. What was the first instrument you learned to play? Piano. I had taken piano lessons for several years, but I made the mistake of letting it go when I was 12 because like, I would go to piano lessons every week and it just got boring to me because all I really was doing was just vomiting songs that were played in front of me. My piano teachers never actually taught me how to read music. They just taught me, hey, here's this song. Here's the sheet music for it. Here's how you play it. Play it back. That was basically how it was. And I was too young to really realize that that wasn't what I wanted to do. Like, I actually wanted to, like, learn how to read music, learn different types of music go into different genres, but I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. So by the time I was 12, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore.
2: about our first song that we're going to be listening to, called Calvin's Symphony.
1: Okay, so that was a song that, like, basically got my music career started. My my music career. My, mm-hmm. I should say music adventure. Own it, own it.
2: Adventure career. So,
1: uh, um, um,
2: misadventures. Who knows?
1: This was early two thousand. Uh, I was fourteen. I was just getting started in high school, uh, getting my bearings. Uh, That was kind of like the beginning of my real musical awakening. I was in chorus in high school. I did high school chorus for three years. I guess with all the music that we were learning and everything, something just popped in my head. Like literally, I was just just walking my dog one day and I was just like, I want to write a song. (laughs) At that point, I had no music software. I had no compositional experience. I just had a computer and the vast openness of the internet also whatever file sharing software that existed at that oh, time.
2: Yes, and what was that that you were using at the time in 2000 Calvin?
1: Okay, it was a program called Windjammer, W I N Jammer. I remember yes.
3: that. Oh my. God. You remember Windjammer? Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, I don't feel so bad now. Like I, I thought, it was just this, like random one-off no-name software. Like I that was that was my reaction. Hey, but I, like, I'm owning it.
3: Damn that it. was like a generation. That was right around the beginning of WinZip.
1: Yeah, that was when the internet was really starting to become something. <laughs> you know? I don't even think WinRAR existed just yet.
3: Oh my,
2: god.
0: <laughs> <WinRar>. <laughs> oh my god! That gives me that gives me some vibes.
2: And with that, <laughs> let us. Uh, get excited for this first contribution of Calvin's entitled Calvin's Symphony recorded in 2000
3: Shit, you have a wonderful orchestral sensation, and I just gotta say, these are the following influences I'm hearing on that shit. Anime, you definitely liked listening to the end of albums and hearing basically the riffs and the goodness in there, and I gotta say, you definitely played some sort of, well, hmm, I can't tell whether it's video games and therefore, like, clearly Final Fantasy?
0: Well, I was going to say, or... you be Ness, I'll be Pikachu.
3: Ooh, good fucking call, range
0: Yeah, I'm getting some real N64 Smash vibes.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Did not have an N64. I wouldn't play Smash Brothers for like another two or three years. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy-ish? There's probably some Final Fantasy VII influence in there. Hmm. But more than anything else, if you listen to the chorus part, you're probably not going to guess what influenced that. But... If you remember the music from Sonic 2, Aquatic Ruin Zone. Oh
0: Oh my my god! God. So what you're
2: saying is me bringing Fiona into this recording session and flaunting her in front of the (laughs) Zoom. This this was a total coincidence.
3: It was apropos (laughs) as fuck. And not only that, like the sheer influence of that music was like... Elon just goes, I need to get a hedgehog.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Let me get...
2: Uh, hey, Chug.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was much more coherent than anything I cut together at that age.
3: You seem like the era of Baldur's Gate 2
1: and Diablo 2. Was that ever your realm? It doesn't seem like it was. Uh, Baldur's Gate, no. Uh, Diablo 2, a little bit. My two sisters were, were huge into Diablo 2. Like, they nice. loved that game. The drums on that were crazy. I just, I,
2: I had to play it because the drums just totally had me. Uh, winter's dream
1: was made when you were also 14. So this would have been winter, uh, winter. So like late 2000, early 2001. Um, so I would have been 15 at that point. So winter dreams, uh, is basically telling a story. It's about a a young boy having a dream about like being in this uh, big open area and it's snowing and he's encountering animals and frolicking in the snow and just having the time of his life. But unfortunately, it is only a dream. Or is it? <laughs>
0: Snow
3: Day episode of Hey Arnold. <laughs> it, me, it literally made me think of, oh my God, what was it? Yeah, no, in um, Desert Cowboy, which is a beloved anime, if anybody is aware of that anime. I'm
0: when, aware of it. I haven't watched it.
3: Well, there, there is an episode where they remember the winter, and it actually turns out to be a nuclear winter, but they remember a winter, <laughs> and they have a very loving, like, everything is okay. In the post-apocalypse, you
2: know. You mean twenty twenty? <laughs> yeah, but not prescient at
3: all. Ben Benfold, folds doing another song that's called that was to that. Oh, song. that was
2: great! I heard that recently. That was good. And when you I, I, he did it on uh, Colbert, I believe that's he performed a, a twenty twenty song. Calvin, you grew up in Brooklyn, okay. right? Yep, that's right. Did you grow up in Crown
1: Heights, or were you? Yes, you grew up. Holy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. What were Crown Heights winters like? oddly enough, I really enjoyed winters growing up. The apartment building uh, is a courtyard, and during particularly like really bad winters, you could see the snow piling up in the in the courtyards and like right outside and it was just absolutely beautiful, just like looking at all the fresh snow. The big thing that me, my mom, and my older brother would do is uh go to uh, the old car and spend an hour trying to dig it out but that would be the highlight of me and my brother's day
3: let me let me ask you if this date if this year rings a particular bell or or this will really be telling of
1: when you were out of high school was 1996
3: a thing for you absolutely
1: oh my that, god yes the the blizzard of 96 happened on my dad's birthday June, yes! january 7th
3: 1996 dude <laughs> was that not the best winter in brooklyn
1: oh my god it was amazing
3: <laughs> yeah. like i it was just it was like like snow everywhere you literally couldn't tell the difference between snow i mean tell me how you experienced it like i could not tell the difference between car drifts and snow and cars and so like, like there were literally tunnels cars. around the neighborhood like tunnels of snow
1: you know it didn't get tunnel bad in my neighborhood but like the snow easily was like up past my head yeah <laughs> How does
2: a snow day in New York City work?
1: <laughs> does Is there a, a snow day in New York City? Um,
3: <laughs> it doesn't. It never happens.
1: Unless you have, like, a blizzard of 96, your ass was going to school. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I really liked... I, I re- Bringing it
2: back to the song, I really liked the, the. There was a few things I really liked in there, specifically the sound of the clock. It reminded me of a song by the Avalanche's. I don't know what that sort of sound. How did you get that sound? How? How? Tell me. Tell us. Uh, telephone ring. Nice. It's a
3: telephone ring. That was
0: my favorite part of the you song. Mean, you
3: mean like you mean like rotary phone? You mean like, like, ro- rotary, like phone. Rotary, rotary phone? Rotary
1: phone, telephone, phone.
0: Telephone, telephone ring. Yeah. <sighs>
3: <sighs> Yeah,
1: that was a sound patch that I had. This was the Windjammer days. So like you didn't have like VSTs and shit like that. So it was the 127 sound patches that was afforded to you uh, from the uh, MIDI. Amazing. And Telephone Ring happened to be one of them. It's amazing. Randomly. I love it. It's, it's, <laughs> it was so effective. A common theme you're going to hear in a lot of my songs is video games. You're going to hear something, some kind of influence from a video game. Uh huh. Like I was primarily influenced by one, but listening back, there was two actually. What oh, was
2: Winter Dreams?
1: Okay, Diamond Dust Zone Act Two from the Sega Saturn version of Sonic Three D Blast.
3: Yes! 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 Oh so good <laughs> idea. Uh,
1: Fiona, come over here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is your show. The, the, no one can see it, but my albino hedgehog came for the right episode, where all the music that's being played it is clearly meant for her because her favorite music is in fact Sonic the Hedgehog music including the Ice Cat nice. from Sonic 3.
3: Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate every cent helps us continue to stay on the air so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford all contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law again that's radiofreebrooklyn.org we
2: need to listen to autumn days because i love autumn days i've no, no offense to the winter, but because uh, my birthday's in the winter, so of course I should love it. But um, my favorite days were the autumn days. What's autumn days, like uh, from the Calvin Williams catalog?
1: Autumn days is the result of me going to Prospect Park in autumn. <laughs> watching the uh, the leaf change colors, watching the leaves fall. This was around the time when I was learning uh, Mozart's Requiem in chorus. That's Don't. good shit. And, and that was... An, Mozart's Requiem was when I realized that you could use music and musical instruments to represent emotions and uh, scenery depictions. That was something I was really taking to heart. That was probably around the time I had learned uh, La Crimosa, the beginning. Yeah. That's representing teardrops.
2: Bedroom producing, right? My, my, do I have that right? You're just, just bedroom 100%. producing. Just n- n- none of this is being shared with anybody. You're not sharing this even with like close family or friends? Save,
1: uh, save, for, uh, save for my mom, my dad, my sisters, and uh, my best friend.
2: You were talking about how this specifically, how
3: this was as a result of... How you'd first realize that from Mozart's Requiem that you could evoke emotion, and not just one emotion, but specifically a context, a scene, a place, and a like movement from music.
1: Yes. And
3: holy shit, dude. The entire image I got out of that was literally and also, like, I'm gonna blame this on the founder and host of this show. As Elon was looking at Fiona and twisting her in the air, he sort of looked like a loving father you know, watching his cow or watching whatever bit of livestock he had. I literally had the image of a Japanese, like, Bushido samurai son in training, right? Like, (laughs) tending his father's cow as the leaves change and he comes of age taking on the warrior's pose. Right? Like, it was literally straight (laughs) out of a, like, like, samurai manga. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, I'll I'll relay that image uh, in one of the next uh, Hold the Fiona post. (laughs) What I felt... From that song, invoked a real like war video game. But again, with the I mean, I played a lot of RPGs, and this just sounds like you're visiting a town. I feel like we had we had this Rachel when we had uh, Provid and Daniel come over a couple weeks ago, uh, or some weeks ago, and one of them, uh, oh, yeah, it was Daniel, had like a song that sounded like he was in uh, like a village or something. So that yeah. so Calvin that really invoked like a village. For me as well, like meeting the townspeople, exploring your surroundings. Are you? Would you consider yourself in this part of your life a pretty social person? Notwithstanding,
1: Mm, depends on the situation.
2: You had your friends, but you weren't like so open to be friends with strangers. Like if you saw like somebody cool at the park, uh, or like you know you just struck up a conversation.
0: Do people do that?
1: Yes. Um people uh, it's rare but it does happen does it so. happen in the early 2000s before smartphones for me it
3: was rare would you consider yourself a nerd as i would consider myself in that i'd like to consider myself vocal if i'm in a group of people that i was comfortable with but otherwise i
1: was actually quite insular yep that is the introvert's curse right there <laughs> <laughs>
0: There was one specific point where like there was like I don't, there was like a run where some of the notes got really high, and that sound bite immediately gave me flashbacks to um, two video games because it sounded like a hybrid. It sounded like the end scene in Super Mario World when you defeat Bowser and you're reunited with the baby Yoshis. So that's the soundbite that I got, but it also kind of sounded like a very specific moment in one of the Kirby games, and I can't figure out which one.
1: Honestly, it's kind of a combination of, like, all of those themes. Like, very much setting a scene, but also this was very much video game influenced, specifically Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) There we go. It all comes back to FF7.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, so like definitely the setting, like, the scene, I got all of that, it was great, but as soon as I heard those like four notes, I was like taken to a completely different place in that.
1: earlier were made between 2000 and 2003 2003 was when I went off to college and I just kind of dropped myself into my studies and having the whole college experience you know and I also found myself outgrowing Windjammer and the sounds that I was using and so I I had spent a couple of years trying to find different uh, different DAWs to use but nothing was really sticking Mm. But around 0506 during the summers when I was back at home, I started going to uh, different shows at uh, bars around New York. There was a local band called Root Valdez. It was a uh, jazz slash electronic band. It was very much jazz, but also influenced by like a lot of kind of like Weather Report and like Eastern European music as well. So ended up befriending two of the guys in the band just talking to them about music, guitar, and and all that good stuff. And while they were working on their new album, they told me about the DAW that they were using called Reason. They were like, you'll probably get into that one uh, pretty easily. Uh, Save up some money, uh, go check it out. Scrunched up my pennies, bought Reason. And um, that was 2006. And that was really when the spark came back for me. Started making music again. And with that... Um, into the blue was kind of like my experiment into drum and bass. If you had one I didn't really have a DJ name. I was just I was just going by the government name. <laughs> what was your college email? D Williams at Hartford.edu D <laughs> Williams <laughs> Hartford
2: plays tonight.
1: <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> that
2: invoked a sense of uh, memory of with my top with the, the, the top down With the windows open all lot, You don't own a convertible at 18 um, And like play like Really loud techno music And try to impress people With how dope my stereo system is Just like yeah I'm listening to these tunes I'm cruising down the highway I'm feeling super baller With this orbital on my
3: jams Okay that would be my Do a bunch of Adderall and or listen to that While playing some sort of shooter or arcade game music But that's me
0: <laughs> it's the same feeling, just different ways of getting there. Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right on. Brake, <Great>, brake. <laughs> what
2: the uh, memories did that uh bring up uh for you Rachel when you when hearing that?
0: Um s- not to bring up another video game, but specifically uh Avalanche, which was a flash game. There were a bunch of cubes and you were playing as a marshmallow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm in. Done. why do I to, feel like, like I missed jump, this
0: you had to jump onto these cubes to avoid the rising lava <laughs> <Jesus>. Huh? but <laughs> I, aside from that I loved the bass line in this it was almost broken but in a good way
2: mm.
0: in the sense of like surprise it was unexpected
2: I feel like I, drum and bass has a lot of that because you're not sure what turns
1: it's going to take to that point, it was supposed yep. to have, like have that very frenetic feel. It was based on F Zero, so it was very, oh, yeah. yeah. So especially F sure. Zero GX. I'm big on racing games, and so like F Zero GX scratched a lot of itches for me. Like it was a racing game. It was futuristic. It was fast. It was it was wild. I I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> that seems like a good game to play on a very large television with headphones on. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> uh, for our last track for this hour this feels like it could have been done today by like a professional dj it's called mysticity
1: like really beginning to like get into house music like really exploring like the possibilities of a four on the floor beat it's like yeah it was fucking sick, so dude. like so again finding a vibe and just like going with it mm. for sure
0: the vibe was... i was getting was like light-hearted rebellion
1: there could be some uh rebellious uh aspects to it this was oh seven amazing just it's,
0: it, it's like when you know that you're about to like do something that's gonna start like like a metaphorical fire in the room <laughs> that you're oh, in oh, it's God. like you're about yep. to like walk into some town council's office and be like this is my evidence make this happen <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to go in there and start some shit
1: trying yeah. out house music was kind of like a, uh, a rebellion against like everything that I really understood about music. I'm somebody who grew up on like Motown and like 90s hip hop, 80s, 90s hip hop and R&B and everything like that. Um, Like drum and bass and house was far removed from that. Mm -hmm. And you are making this music
2: of which, if I may say so, the music that you're playing on Lush Vibes radio sounds a lot like this. You're tapping in to sounds that you yourself would want to create and the sounds that resonates with you you find all of the music that comes close to that and then you just empty it out to the world so know for sure that your man calvin is curating this every week music like this and it just it goes well beyond house. It goes to many genres but that fit that sort of vibe. Is that a correct assessment
1: there, Calvin? You you pretty much nailed it. Lush Vibes Radio is basically a reflection of my personal musical taste. Thinking about it, listening back to these songs, you could kinda understand like how my taste developed and evolved over time. Definitely it means a lot to be able to have this corner of the internet
2: to just sort of play with my blocks effectively and invite whomever else. Um, Thank you for playing with
1: your blocks today, dude. Thank you for allowing me to uh, bring my blocks with me and uh, everybody having fun with them.
2: For all episodes of Lush Vibes Radio and for all information about Lush Vibes Radio, you can go to lushvibesradio.com and Calvin can be heard here every Tuesday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., Two straight hours of gorgeous, gorgeous, cultivated music by the man himself, Calvin Williams, who could also be heard as the co-host for Faceboy every Saturday night from 7 to 8 on Art Star Scene Radio. Uh, renaissance man like no other, Calvin Ow! Williams. Thank you very much for being our guest contributor this
1: week for LNR. Thank you so much for having me.
2: That is going to about do it for us this week. Our thanks again to our good pal, Cal, for an unforgettable time. And of course, thanks to Rachel and Will for bringing their invaluable perspectives, shall we say. (laughs) If you enjoyed the ride we just went on, email the show and sound off. Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And just maybe you have something from your vaults you'd be down to unleash. This has been episode 224 of Lost and Rewound. Stay safe and informed, wear your goddamn mask, and never forget that black lives, trans lives, and especially black trans lives, still matter. This is Alon signing out from Fiona's Lair, Radio Free Brooklyn. Bye-bye!
1: What do you see, Calvin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What, you... Yeah, what do you see, Calvin?
1: You got a, a full coat rack at the uh, far end. There is a, a empty coat rack uh, directly behind you, and there's something. There's something fluffy somewhere floating in the middle. Fluffy, you say?
0: Yeah, it looks. It looks really fluffy, but it's actually just. Um, it's actually just a a hat. <laughs> ah, <okay.
1: laughs> I love <Versa> it. I say technology. <laughs>